Parts four through six of Kashtanka by Anton Chekhov. Translated by Constance Garnett. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Part four. Marvels on a hurdle. A little while afterwards the stranger came in again and brought a strange thing with him like a hurdle or like the figure pie. On the crosspiece on the top of this roughly made wooden frame hung a bell and a pistol was also tied to it. There were strings from the tongue of the bell and the trigger of the pistol. The stranger put the frame in the middle of the room, spent a long time tying and untying something, then looked at the gander and said, Ivan Ivanitch, if you please. The gander went up to him and stood in an expectant attitude. Now then, said the stranger, let us begin at the very beginning. First of all, bow and make a curtsy. Look sharp. Ivan Ivanitch craned his neck, nodded in all directions, and scraped with his foot. Right, bravo now die the gander lay on his back and stuck his legs in the air after performing a few more similar unimportant tricks the stranger suddenly clutched at his head and assuming an expression of horror shouted help fire we are burning ivan ivanitch ran to the frame took the string in his beak and set the bell ringing the stranger was very much pleased he stroked the gander's neck and said bravo ivan ivanitch now pretend that you are a jeweler selling gold and diamonds imagine now that you go to your shop and find thieves there what would you do in that case the gander took the other string in his beak and pulled it and at once a deafening report was heard kashtanka was highly delighted with the bell ringing and the shot threw her into so much ecstasy that she ran round the frame barking auntie lie down cried the stranger be quiet ivan ivanitch's task was not ended with the shooting for a whole hour afterwards the stranger drove the gander round him on a cord, cracking a whip, and the gander had to jump over barriers and through hoops. He had to rear, that is, sit on his tail and wave his legs in the air. Kashtanka could not take her eyes off Ivan Ivanitch, wriggled with delight, and several times fell to running after him with shrill barks. After exhausting the gander and himself, the stranger wiped the sweat from his brow and cried, Marya! fetch Havronya Ivanova here. A minute later there was the sound of grunting. Kashtanka growled, assumed a very valiant air, and to be on the safe side went nearer to the stranger. The door opened, an old woman looked in, and saying something, led in a black and very ugly sow. Paying no attention to Kashtanka's growls, the sow lifted up her little hoof and grunted good-humouredly. Apparently it was very agreeable to her to see her master, the cat, and Ivan Ivanitch. When she went up to the cat and gave him a light tap on the stomach with her hoof, and then made some remark to the gander, a great deal of good nature was expressed in her movements, and the quivering of her tail. Kashtanka realized at once that to growl and bark at such a character was useless. The master took away the frame and cried, Fyodor Timofeyitch, if you please. The cat stretched lazily and reluctantly, as though performing a duty, went up to the sow. Come, let us begin with the Egyptian pyramid, began the master. He spent a long time explaining something, then gave the word of command. One, two, three. At the word three, Ivan Ivanitch flapped his wings and jumped on to the sow's back. When balancing himself with his wings and his neck, he got a firm foothold on the bristly back. Fyodor Timofeyitch listlessly and lazily, with manifest disdain, and with an air of scorning his act and not carrying a pin for it, climbed on to the sow's back. 
then reluctantly mounted on to the gander and stood on his hind legs the result was what the stranger called the egyptian pyramid kashtanka yapped with delight but at that moment the old cat yawned and losing his balance rolled off the gander ivan ivanitch lurched and fell off too the stranger shouted waved his hands and began explaining something again after spending an hour over the pyramid their indefatigable master proceeded to teach ivan ivanitch to ride on the cat then began to teach the cat to smoke and so on the lesson ended in the stranger's wiping the sweat off his brow and going away fyodor timofeyitch gave a disdainful sniff lay down on his mattress and closed his eyes ivan ivanitch went to the trough and the pig was taken away by the old woman thanks to the number of her new impressions kashtanka hardly noticed how the day passed and in the evening she was installed with her mattress in the room with the dirty wallpaper and spent the night in the society of fyodor timofeyitch and the gander part five talent talent a month passed kashtanka had grown used to having a nice dinner every evening and being called auntie she had grown used to the stranger too and to her new companions life was comfortable and easy every day began in the same way as a rule ivan ivanitch was the first to wake up and at once went up to auntie or to the cat twisting his neck and beginning to talk excitedly and persuasively but as before unintelligibly sometimes he would crane up his head in the air and utter a long monologue at first kashtanka thought he talked so much because he was very clever but after a little time had passed she lost all her respect for him when he went up to her with his long speeches she no longer wagged her tail but treated him as a tiresome chatterbox who would not let anyone sleep and without the slightest ceremony answered him with rrrr fyodor timofeyitch was a gentleman of a very different sort when he woke he did not utter a sound did not stir and did not even open his eyes he would have been glad not to wake for as was evident he was not greatly in love with life nothing interested him he showed an apathetic and nonchalant attitude to everything he disdained everything and even while eating his delicious dinner sniffed contemptuously when she woke kashtanka began walking about the room and sniffing the corners she and the cat were the only ones allowed to go all over the flat the gander had not the right to cross the threshold of the room with the dirty wallpaper and havronya ivanova lived somewhere in a little outhouse in the yard and made her appearance only during the lessons their master got up late and immediately after drinking his tea began teaching them their tricks every day the frame the whip and the hoop were brought in and every day almost the same performance took place the lesson lasted three or four hours so that sometimes fyodor timofeyitch was so tired that he staggered about like a drunken man and ivan ivanitch opened his beak and breathed heavily while their master became red in the face and could not mop the sweat from his brow fast enough the lesson and the dinner made the day very interesting but the evenings were tedious as a rule their master went off somewhere in the evening and took the cat and the gander with him left alone auntie lay down on her little mattress and began to feel sad melancholy crept on her imperceptibly and took possession of her by degrees as darkness does of a room it began with the dogs losing every inclination to bark to eat to run about the rooms and even to look at things then vague figures half dogs half human beings 
with countenances attractive pleasant but incomprehensible would appear in her imagination when they came auntie wagged her tail and it seemed to her that she had somewhere at some time seen them and loved them and as she dropped asleep she always felt that those figures smelt of glue shavings and varnish when she had grown quite used to her new life and from a thin long mongrel had changed into a sleek well-groomed dog her master looked at her one day before the lesson and said it's high time auntie to get to business you have kicked up your heels in idleness long enough i want to make an artiste of you do you want to be an artiste and he began teaching her various accomplishments at the first lesson he taught her how to stand and walk on her hind legs which she liked extremely at the second lesson she had to jump on her hind legs and catch some sugar which her teacher held high above her head after that in the following lessons she danced ran tied to a cord howled to music rang the bell and fired the pistol and in a month could successfully replace fyodor timofeyitch in the egyptian pyramid she learned very eagerly and was pleased with her own success running with her tongue out on the cord leaping through the hoop and riding on old fyodor timofeyitch gave her the greatest enjoyment she accompanied every successful trick with a shrill delighted bark while her teacher wondered was also delighted and rubbed his hands it's talent it's talent he said unquestionable talent you will certainly be successful and auntie grew so used to the word talent that every time her master pronounced it she jumped up as if it had been her name part six an uneasy night auntie had a doggy dream that a porter ran after her with a broom and she woke up in a fright it was quite dark and very stuffy in the room the fleas were biting auntie had never been afraid of darkness before but now for some reason she felt frightened and inclined to bark her master heaved a loud sigh in the next room then soon afterwards the sow grunted in her sty and then all was still again when one thinks about eating one's heart grows lighter and auntie began thinking how that day she had stolen the leg of a chicken from fyodor timofeyitch and had hidden it in the drawing-room between the cupboard and the wall where there were a great many spiders webs and a great deal of dust would it not be as well to go now and look whether the chicken leg were still there or not it was very possible that her master had found it and eaten it but she must not go out of the room before morning that was the rule auntie shut her eyes to go to sleep as quickly as possible for she knew by experience that the sooner you go to sleep the sooner the morning comes but all at once there was a strange scream not far from her which made her start and jump up on all four legs it was ivan ivanitch and his cry was not babbling and persuasive as usual but a wild shrill unnatural scream like the squeak of a door opening unable to distinguish anything in the darkness and not understanding what was wrong auntie felt still more frightened and growled Rrr. some time passed as long as it takes to beat a good bone the scream was not repeated little by little auntie's uneasiness passed off and she began to doze she dreamed of two big black dogs with tufts of last year's coat left on their haunches and sides they were eating out of a big basin some swill 
from which there came a white steam and a most appetizing smell from time to time they looked round at auntie showed their teeth and growled we are not going to give you any but a peasant in a fur coat ran out of the house and drove them away with a whip then auntie went up to the basin and began eating but as soon as the peasant went out of the gate the two black dogs rushed at her growling and all at once there was again a shrill scream kijee kijee gee cried ivan ivanitch auntie woke jumped up and without leaving her mattress went off into a yelping bark it seemed to her that it was not ivan ivanitch that was screaming but someone else and for some reason the sow again grunted in her sty then there was the sound of shuffling slippers and the master came into the room in his dressing-gown with a candle in his hand the flickering light danced over the dirty wallpaper and the ceiling and chased away the darkness auntie saw that there was no stranger in the room ivan ivanitch was sitting on the floor and was not asleep his wings were spread out and his beak was open and altogether he looked as though he were very tired and thirsty old fyodor timofeyitch was not asleep either he too must have been awakened by the scream ivan ivanitch what's the matter with you the master asked the gander why are you screaming are you ill the gander did not answer the master touched him on the neck stroked his back and said you are a queer chap you don't sleep yourself and you don't let other people when the master went out carrying the candle with him there was darkness again auntie felt frightened the gander did not scream but again she fancied that there was some stranger in the room what was most dreadful was that this stranger could not be bitten as he was unseen and had no shape and for some reason she thought that something very bad would certainly happen that night fyodor timofeyitch was uneasy too auntie could hear him shifting on his mattress yawning and shaking his head somewhere in the street there was a knocking at a gate and the sow grunted in her sty auntie began to whine stretched out her front paws and laid her head down upon them she fancied that in the knocking at the gate in the grunting of the sow who was for some reason awake in the darkness and the stillness there was something as miserable and dreadful as in ivan ivanitch's scream everything was in agitation and anxiety but why who was the stranger who could not be seen then two dim flashes of green gleamed for a minute near auntie it was fyodor timofeyitch for the first time of their whole acquaintance coming up to her what did he want auntie licked his paw and not asking why he had come howled softly and on various notes kijee cried ivan ivanitch kijee the door opened again and the master came in with a candle the gander was sitting in the same attitude as before with his beak open and his wings spread out his eyes were closed ivan ivanitch his master called him the gander did not stir his master sat down before him on the floor looked at him in silence for a minute and said ivan ivanitch what is it are you dying oh i remember now i remember he cried out and clutched at his head i know why it is it's because the horse stepped on you today. my god my god 
Auntie did not understand what her master was saying, but she saw from his face that he too was expecting something dreadful. She stretched out her head towards the dark window, where it seemed to her some stranger was looking in, and howled. He is dying, Auntie, said her master, and wrung his hands. Yes, yes, he is dying. Death has come into your room. What are we to do? Pale and agitated, the master went back into his room, sighing and shaking his head. Auntie was afraid to remain in the darkness, and followed her master into his bedroom. He sat down on the bed and repeated several times, My God, what's to be done? Auntie walked about round his feet, and not understanding why she was wretched and why they were all so uneasy, and trying to understand, watched every movement he made. Pyotr Timofeyitch, who rarely left his little mattress, came into the master's bedroom too, and began rubbing himself against his feet. He shook his head as though he wanted to shake painful thoughts out of it, and kept peeping suspiciously under the bed. The master took a saucer, poured some water from his washstand into it, and went to the gander again. Drink, Ivan Ivanitch, he said tenderly, setting the saucer before him. Drink, darling. But Ivan Ivanitch did not stir, and did not open his eyes. His master bent his head down to the saucer, and dipped his beak into the water. But the gander did not drink. He spread his wings wider than ever, and his head remained lying in the saucer. No, there's nothing to be done now, sighed his master. It's all over. Ivan Ivanitch is gone. And shining drops such as one sees on the window-pane when it rains trickled down his cheeks. Not understanding what was the matter, Auntie and Fyodor Timofeyitch snuggled up to him and looked with horror at the gander. Poor Ivan Ivanitch, said the master, sighing mournfully and I was dreaming I would take you in the spring into the country, and would walk with you on the green grass. Dear creature, my good comrade, you are no more. How shall I do without you now? It seemed to Auntie that the same thing would happen to her, that is, that she too, there was no knowing why, would close her eyes, stretch out her paws, open her mouth, and everyone would look at her with horror. Apparently the same reflections were passing through the brain of Fyodor Timofeyitch. Never before had the old cat been so morose and gloomy. It began to get light, and the unseen stranger who had so frightened Auntie was no longer in the room. When it was quite daylight, the porter came in, took the gander, and carried him away and soon afterwards the old woman came in and took away the trough. Auntie went into the drawing-room and looked behind the cupboard. Her master had not eaten the chicken-bone. It was lying in its place among the dust and spider's webs. But Auntie felt sad and dreary and wanted to cry. She did not even sniff at the bone, but went under the sofa, sat down there, and began softly whining in a thin voice. End of parts four through six.